I think putting yourself out there in anything that's kind of outside of your comfort zone just invites the part of your brain that's looking for risks, you know, that maybe back in history was looking for bears or tigers or whatever. Now it's like, oh, you know, it's people, it's people's judgments of us, or, you know, it's failure and how we might feel about ourselves that it's protecting us from now. And so then it does everything it can to kind of stop us from taking the actions or, you know, or in the other side of it, people can like really overwork or like overgive and that kind of thing, which can lead to like burnout and that sort of thing in a same sort of sense of like just trying to stave off those feelings of like not being good enough. You're listening to Product Powerhouse, a podcast to inspire and empower you while you build a powerful product-based business that fuels your passion and feeds your family. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I run an e-commerce web design agency that helps shop owners build, grow, and scale. This podcast is all about actionable strategies specifically for your product-based business. So friend, grab a nice coffee and let's chat because DIYing your business doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Product Powerhouse podcast. I have a guest speaker hanging out with me today, Casey Eastwood. She is really fun to talk to. Casey Eastwood is a confident coach for creative small business owners, in addition to running her own craft business. So she understands what product-based businesses are facing. She works with creative business owners whose self-doubt, perfectionism, and feel of failure is holding them back from truly showing up and running their business. In this episode, we specifically talk about self-doubt and imposter syndrome and how, you know, how we can change our relationship with our own self-doubt to run our businesses with more ease, even though it'll never be easy, we can do it with more ease. (laughs) And she talks about her own struggles with self-doubt while running her own handmade business. And I think that this is something that we can all relate to and always something that we can be improving in ourselves and to make our business run better because we are the heart and soul of our businesses. Let's dive in. Hi, Casey. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. How are you today? I'm amazing. Thank you for having me, Erin. Oh, I'm so excited to chat with you. Why don't we start by telling everyone who you are and what you do? Um, My name is Casey Eastwood. I run two businesses at the moment. I have a craft business where I hand make stationery on my antique printing presses. And I am running a coaching business with other creative business owners. That is so cool. I love both aspects of that, but watching people do hand letterpress things on Instagram and TikTok, it's really cool. Yeah. (laughs) I'm impressed. It was definitely love at first print. I found letterpress when I was getting married ages ago and... I was like, ooh, I can do that. So I went out and took a class and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I started my business about 10 years ago when my oldest son was six months old. And so it's been a great way to be creative and have a business and do my thing and also kind of be, you know, home with my children as they've been growing up. Yeah, that's really cool. I know this is off topic, but I saw one for sale in like Seattle and I'm like, we should go get it. (laughs) I don't know how to use it, but I want it. (laughs) You should do it. I will encourage everybody to get one. (laughs) (laughs) When did you start doing coaching with other business owners? That was about 18 months ago. 
And I think it started because I had been struggling myself with a lot of issues around self-doubt and procrastination and perfectionism and all those sorts of things and how they were showing up and impacting my business. And again, I think it's part of that like do-it-yourself thing where, you know, oh, I'll just learn how to do letterpress. I was like, oh, well, then I'll just learn how to do coaching. So I started investigating it. And then again, I just really enjoyed the process of working with other creatives. And I know that there's such a need for support in that area because putting ourselves out there as creative people can really expose us to a lot of feelings that aren't always great. And so having support to move past those um, is really important. It really is. Yeah. And I think it is definitely something that's really needed in our space. And it's something that people struggle with that we don't even talk about. Even with my best friend, she is like a corporate ladder. She works for a smaller corporation, but she's just been promoted to like CFO of the company and she still feels imposter syndrome. And it's like, wait, you do? Like we never talked about this before, you know? And so we we just talked about it yesterday. She's like, I'm afraid they're going to find out that I'm a fraud. I'm like, but you're, you know, there's a lot of feelings that we have. Yeah, it's just, I think, putting yourself out there and anything that's kind of outside of your comfort zone just invites the part of your brain that's looking for risks, you know, that maybe back in history was looking for bears or tigers or whatever. Now it's like, oh, you know, it's people, it's people's judgments of us, or, you know, it's failure and how we might feel about ourselves that it's protecting us from now. And so then it does everything it can to kind of stop us from taking the actions or, you know, or in the other side of it, people can like really overwork or like overgive and that kind of thing, which can lead to like burnout and that sort of thing in a same sort of sense of like just trying to stave off those feelings of like not being good enough. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like most people have those feelings and they don't like they don't know what to do about them or do they just like, are they trying to avoid those feelings? I guess you know, I just said my best friend has the feelings too, and I didn't realize that. But I feel like, do most of your clients know that that's the issue when they come? Not necessarily. I think there's a lot of, I suppose, talking about the symptoms of it. So I'm feeling stuck, or I'm feeling overwhelmed, or I'm feeling, you know, like I have this thing that I want to do in my business, but I can't actually do anything to move forward. You know, I just Mm -hmm. keep getting stuck in this procrastination. So those are the kinds of things I think that people might realize. And then we can talk about, okay, what is underlying that? You know, what is it that you're, that's going on below the surface that's kind of keeping you from taking those actions? And so that's the kind of stuff that we work through. And then it's kind of like, okay, well, now we recognize that. Now let's start doing the things, but doing them in a really kind of gentle way, like a way that supports ourselves to not go too far kind of outside the comfort zone all at one time, because then, you know, it can just, your body will, it can just feel really uncomfortable. And after a while, you'll give up again because it's just not working. 
And I think that can be a lot of things, you know, we all have these things that we want to do. And and for a little while, you can push yourself to do them. And then after a while, you, you just get to a point where you're like, oh, I can't do it anymore. Or, you know, you burn out or something like that. And so working with clients, I try to help them get to a point where they don't kind of activate that self-doubt when they're doing things that are new and just kind of, yeah, a lot of awareness about how you're feeling, what's going on, and how you can support yourself as you're taking the actions and get support that you need. It doesn't all have to come from yourself, obviously, you know, friends and family and talking to them and mentors and co, you know, like you said, your friend. So talking to friends and that kind of thing can be really helpful as well. Yeah, that that's really, it totally answered what I was trying to get at. Like, do people (laughs) really realize like that that's the problem when they come for coaching? So that was exactly what I was trying to ask. And you (laughs) answered it so great. I'm so thankful. It's really interesting because I feel like until I got into the world of entrepreneurship, I didn't even know what a coach was or I didn't know that they existed. And I was like, what do you mean there's coaches? Yeah. And I think sometimes we don't know if we even need or want a coach. So do you have like any signs or like clues that a person might have to know if they are ready for coaching? I think there is kind of a feeling that it's just not quite right and you can't do it on your own anymore. I think for a long time, personally, I didn't have a coach and I didn't really know that much about what it was. And then when I found it, I was like, oh, this is, you know, so I think for a lot of people, it be especially being on Instagram and that kind of thing, you see a lot of coaching on there. And so if it's something that resonates with you and you feel like the support you need, then I think that that is a good time to explore it with someone. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good indicator. I was also kind of thinking like, do, do most people look for coaching as a solution to a problem or are they using it like proactively? Like I'm ready to get to this next level and I know I can't do it on my own is I feel like that could be another reason why you might want a coach. Yeah, definitely. I think the people that I guess I'm working with are more in the like, there's maybe a problem and I'm feeling stuck. Whereas I think there are other sorts of coaches that are more maybe business or strategy-ish type coaches, which are like, okay, now you're you're doing the actions and that's coming easy for you. And now here's some things that you can do to kind of take it to that next level. And they mm-hmm. have, they do mindset work as well. So I'm not saying that they don't do that, but the people that I've been working with are definitely more in the side of like, something's not quite working and I want to figure out why. Yeah. Do you have any like t- go-to tools or strategies you use to help people work through those feelings? Yeah, there. I mean, it's a lot of talking, really, questions, asking, and there are some tools, like a lot of journaling and reflective tools that I use with my clients to help them to just kind of begin to tune into, you know, their thoughts and their feelings and how their actions are showing up and affecting their kind of day-to-day life. 
so yeah, it's, it's those sorts of things. It's a lot around awareness and just kind of building that awareness of what's actually going on. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like that's something that has gotten easier for me with age. (laughs) Like, I feel like every day I'm learning myself better and better. And I was thinking back about like, when I was in my like early 20s, I'm like, I had no clue what I was feeling. (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely, definitely. Um, The women that I've been working with are, I'd say more in their sort of 30s and 40s. And maybe at that point where yeah, they're they're getting to a point and they've like, well, I'm this age and I'm kind of tired of carrying all these beliefs around that I've been having for so long. And I'm just ready to, you know, they have maybe an idea of who they want to be and where they want to go with their business. And it's just like, all right, it's time now, you know. (laughs) This makes me realize yesterday I was, I had started to realize like, In my own personal life, in my business, I have reached goals that a lot of people like set, like, you know, benchmarks that we kind of see in the entrepreneur world. But in my mind, I don't see myself as that, Mm -hmm. you know, like it'll be like, you know, have your first six figure year and uh, and I'll click it and read it. And it's like, but you've already had a six figure (laughs) year. Like, and I was just realizing yesterday that my mindset of myself has not shifted as I have grown and evolved and achieved things. And so Mm -hmm. that was a really interesting like reflection to like, oh, oh, interesting. (laughs) Yeah. We have these, you know, these patterns of thought and behavior. Again, like I was saying that we just hold and it takes a lot to update those with new beliefs and realizations and yeah unless you're kind of actively doing it you can just go ahead and think oh yeah I'm just a new business owner even though I've been running my business for 10 years (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah it's really interesting how that happens in our minds so I I love this like reflection and you know just being aware of who you are, that is something that I have learned to do more of as I've aged and, you know, achieved goals. Do you have like any resources that you like to recommend for like tips for doing that? Cause I know sometimes if you're like journaling and you're staring at a blank page, it's like, I don't know, I've never done anything in my life. <laughs> I'm a big, not this isn't necessarily journaling, but I've gotten really into mindfulness and that kind of thing. And I think there are a lot of really great apps that can be really useful for that. So I personally like Insight Timer, but there are loads of other ones that have a lot of really great guided meditations that people can Mm -hmm. use that if they're not kind of comfortable just sitting there and meditating or, you know, and then journaling, I think there's a lot of different ways, I suppose. There's a woman, oh, what is her name? It's just completely gone, who wrote The Artist Way. And she, yeah, yes, (laughs) Julia Cameron. Um, So she recommends, you know, the morning brain dump. So like the three pages in the morning of just like emptying your brain kind of thing. And I think that can be a really good way to get into just the, the habit of doing it. But I suppose that's hard if you don't, because you can be looking at a blank page and you're like, what am I supposed to write? But I think her whole thing is just 
write whatever comes to mind. It could be your shopping list. It can be whatever, but just getting it on the page. And then like once you kind of get started, then more stuff will flow. I was in the habit of the morning pages for almost a solid year. And then I had surgery and I stopped and I don't, I haven't been able to get back in the habit since. And I, oh, I try so hard, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I am, I will say a sporadic journaler. So I go through periods where I'm journaling, you know, every day for months and then it stops. And, it, you know, I think with, young children and businesses and family and all of that, you know, it just, sometimes it is a priority and sometimes it's not, but I do after a little while, I recognize that I'm not kind of feeling right. I'll say, you know, I don't, I feel like I'm just going through the motions. I'm not really, again, having that awareness. And I find that when I start again, it helps me to connect again with, you know, what I want to do with my businesses and that kind of thing. So I think it can be really important. But it also, another thing is I know that not everybody kind of gets on with pen and paper. So I often find as well, like when I go for a walk, my mind is just going and going. And sometimes I'll just have like the recorder app on my phone and I'll just talk to myself. Um, And I find that that can be a really good way to get the stuff out of my head. And so if journaling doesn't work, that could be a good way for somebody to get their thoughts kind of out of their head. Absolutely. I was going to say the same thing. I am totally a verbal processor and like, I have to get things out. Like I just can't let them (laughs) stay inside (laughs) me. So I will do the recording app. And you don't even have to like listen to it, but for some reason, recording it feels a lot better than just talking to yourself. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or even um, turning on like your camera and like doing like a video where you're just talking to yourself. I did that a lot earlier this year. I had different surgery than I mentioned before. I had emergency mm-hmm. surgery and was in the ICU and I had so many feelings that I just turned on the camera and just talked. <laughs> I've never rewatched them because they yeah. I look, I mean, I look sick. Like I was, they're <laughs> sad to see, but it really helped me in the moment to get that stuff out. Yeah. I think it can be, yeah, really cathartic to sometimes just get the stuff out of your head, even if nobody else will see or hear it, or you don't ever do anything with it again. Yeah. Absolutely. What are some first steps you think, you know, if someone listening here is saying, yes, this, she's talking to me, I, you know, I struggle with feeling imposter syndrome, I struggle with like, putting my art out there, putting myself out there, will people even buy this, that type of thing? What, what are the first steps that you would tell them? I think it can be really important to spend time connecting with what you really want making sure that what you want to do is actually what you want to do and not what you think other people want you to do or what you think, you know, because the internet says that this is how you should do it. So I think that can be a really important first step is just like, yes, this is actually what, you know, what I want to do. I think, again, kind of just recognizing like, if procrastination is something that you do, like recognizing and just building that awareness, like 
oh, I realized that I've just spent three hours scrolling Instagram instead of posting the video that I was said I was going to post today or, you know, yeah, (laughs) me too. And so you're just build, you're just starting to build that awareness and then just taking actions, but just baby steps. Even if you, you know, if you have a goal and you have to break it down into a hundred little things in order to feel like you can get it done. But as long as you're doing, you know, one little thing, you're eventually will kind of get to what you want to do. And I think, you know, just following and doing what you can do is a great place to start. Yeah, I love that. I recently saw a video about, you know, even doing just one thing that makes today not a zero. And I think it was called non-zero days. And I don't know Mm. any more about it, but it was like, you know, even if you didn't work out today and that's one of your goals, maybe you pick out your workout clothes for tomorrow so that you can do it tomorrow and you're set up for success tomorrow. Yeah. So I really, I, I saw that just a couple days ago and it's really stuck with me. Do you know, just one little thing can get you one step closer to feeling better, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's also a big, especially with social media, like if you're finding that seeing other people, maybe there's specific people that when you see their stuff, it makes you feel worse about yourself, like not feeling bad about muting those people so that they don't show up in your feed and just, yeah, trying to do things, little things like that, that can kind of help, again, support yourself to feel like you're in a place where you can actually make that forward momentum. Absolutely. I am a big fan of not following people (laughs) that make you feel bad about yourself. It's really important, but it's hard because sometimes you're just like, oh, I'll just go and peek. You know, we kind of have this thing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, resist to the urge. (laughs) This has been such a cool conversation. Like this is something that all of us struggle with, especially like those of us who are making something or artists and we're putting, you know, a little piece of ourselves out there. It's a little different than like data analysts who just type numbers, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's like a piece of you that you're putting out there and you're saying, I don't know what you're saying. You're like, oh, please like this. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but so I feel like this is something that a lot of people listening are going to resonate with. Before I ask you where they can hang out with you, I wanted to ask you one other thing. And I love to ask everyone who's on the podcast this. So in our business, we're always learning and growing and changing. And even I'm sure you know that someone who's been in your business for 10 years. So I like to ask what's something you're currently learning or working through in your own business. So in my printing business, at this stage, I'm learning that it's okay to be in a, in a kind of stable period. Like I don't always need to be like trying a new idea or, you know, trying to grow or do the next big thing. Like um, it's okay to, to be where it is, <laughs> which can be really hard sometimes yeah. because it's, we have this, you know, whole achievement. I, you know, it has to be bigger and better, but actually with that, I'm happy where it is with, 
you know, everything that's going on. Like, I don't, I don't want it to be bigger. Um, but it's hard to sometimes say it's okay to just be <laughs> what it is. I can completely relate with that. I remember a couple of years ago with, I was talking to my therapist and he was like, if nothing ever changed, would that be okay? And I was like, yeah, but why would it never change? <laughs> you know, like, cause we're always trying for the next thing. We're always working towards something. And, you know, especially depending on your personality types, like I'm an Enneagram three. So I'm like always what's next, what's next, what's next, you know? And so that can be kind of hard. I mean, it's a different level of difficulty because sometimes it's like, I will never stop. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I'm like that in a lot of ways as well. I feel like, you know, I reach that goal or that milestone and I don't kind of appreciate that I'm there before I'm like, okay, what's the next thing over the hill? Yeah. And so, yeah, taking the time, uh, doing like celebrating achievements and even actions is something that I talk a lot about with clients as well. Like, okay, you did the thing. Now you have, you have to acknowledge and celebrate where you are now because, mm -hmm. you know, that's big. That's important. So yeah, just even if you do want to continue to grow, which is amazing, it's still great to celebrate where you are now and everything yeah. that, that you've accomplished already. So Yeah. Also on the topic of, you know, what you said about your business, not always needing to, like, it's okay to be stable. I think, thinks back to when like things were more roller coastery and you're like, I just wish I made the same amount of month every yeah. <laughs> money every month so I could plan ahead or that's a good feeling too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Casey, thank you so much for being here and sharing, you know, more about what you do and how you help people break through these barriers that they're feeling. Where can people hang out with you online? So my coaching business, I am on Instagram at Casey dot Eastwood. And my printing is, um, I sell on Etsy and my shop is Cerulean Press. What a fun name though. I love that name. Yeah. It, um, it came because I have a really big old printing press. And when I first got it, it was buried under these like layers of grease from like 50 years. Cause it had been in some like old guys workshop for ages and so we had movers move it and they kind of cleaned it off and when they brought it to me I realized it was blue and I was like wow <laughs> I had no idea so yeah but the whole naming a business thing is a whole other thing but so when I saw when I saw that it was blue my husband recommended cerulean and I was like oh yeah that works so that's really that's cool where it How is. Fun. awesome Thank you again so much. It's been so lovely to talk to you. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse podcast. It means so much to me that you take the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. It's my favorite thing to create, and I am so grateful that you've taken the time to listen. If you enjoyed this podcast or you have listened to other episodes and enjoyed those, it would mean the world to me if you could take a minute out of your day to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me get the show out to more people just like you who are out there trying to grow their own product-based business.